0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. On today's show, we're taking a look at the extent to which our housing market is completely addicted and driven by the availability of debt. There are some powerful lessons to be learned from the financial crisis of 2008. It was the near insolvency of thousands of banks and insurance companies that precipitated a massive lack of liquidity in the lending market. The unprecedented bailout of the banks and the insurance companies by the federal government and by extension the Federal Reserve, came with some very stringent underwriting criteria. Banks at that time were very reluctant to lend funds under many circumstances, and when they did lend funds, they attached a significant risk premium to those loans. In many markets, the only buyers were cash buyers, and there was a deluge of sellers who were experiencing financial distress. The balance of supply and demand tipped heavily in favor of buyers, and prices plummeted. Now, if we look at current market statistics, we're going to look at two markets today and see if we can make sense of what's happening in the current market conditions. If we look at the most recent statistics from my home market of Ottawa, Canada, city of a million people, we can see that there's some small changes in the market dynamics over the past 30 days. If we compare the month of April 2022 to the same period last year, we can see a drop in closed transactions of about 20%. We had 2,846 new listings in the month, a decrease of 11% compared with April of 21, leaving a total number of residential properties for sale at 1,697. That's a slight increase in inventory of 6.5% from the end of April last year. We currently have 0.9 months of inventory in the market and a new listing sales rate of 66.4%. We're still in seller's market territory in Ottawa. Earlier in the year, we had a little over two weeks of inventory, so we are creeping in the direction of a more balanced market. It took an average of 12 days for properties of all types to sell in April, which is one day longer than April of 2021, and two days shorter than it was in March. These statistics point to a small amount of softening in the market, but it's still a very hot market. One of the markets that experienced the largest falls in value during the financial crisis of 2008 was was Miami-Dade County. So let's look at what's happening in Miami and see if there's some signals that can telegraph what other parts of the nation might expect. In Miami, the median sales price in April was $495,000, an increase of 21.9% over the same period last year. That equates to a sales price of $442 per square foot. The median listing home price per square foot was $345. That's almost $100 cheaper. So If there's that big a difference, it indicates that the higher quality properties are selling and the poorer quality properties are not seeing the same demand. We have to remember that Miami is a very diverse market with some very high priced properties and some very low priced properties. I believe there's probably very few properties precisely at the market average. Given the overall size of the market, a very small number of properties actually changed hands in the month of April. There were only 492 sales in April That's down from 671 in March. The current inventory is sitting about 2,500 units, which represents roughly four months of inventory. Despite the small number of transactions, the inventory fell by 200 units. There is very few new listings coming into the market, and in order to understand the market dynamics, we're going to need to segment the market much more deeply. That'll be an exercise perhaps for another day. On average, the data is starting to approach a balanced market. The average days on market was 68 days. That's a decrease in the number of days compared with the same period last year, but we need to remember that we were still in the middle of the pandemic, which could have affected sales during the traditional spring market surge. Roughly 28% of houses that sold in Miami sold above asking price with multiple offers, and 51% sold below asking price. At the other end of the spectrum, there was a significant increase in the number of properties on the market in excess of 90 days. Again, you got to remember Miami is a very diverse market. large number of buyers in the Miami market are moving from more northern states, as well as some even coming from South America. And although the number of buyers from South America is down significantly compared with the years leading up to the pandemic, it's still a factor. In the case of both Ottawa, Canada and Miami, Florida, two very different markets, there's not a lot of new inventory entering the market. Sales transaction volumes are down in both markets, and we're still in seller's market territory, but creeping towards a more balanced market. Some homes are taking longer to sell, and there's fewer multiple offers. We've all known for some time that the rate of price increases was not sustainable, and the insane valuations are slowing down. We're not seeing as much activity. So what has changed in that time? Well, number one, interest rates have gone up. People are returning to work in a post-pandemic environment. Banks have tightened their lending criteria in addition to raising the interest rates. There's less liquidity in the market. The Fed is retiring about $45 billion in mortgage debt per month from its balance sheet, and mortgage originations are down by a third. The biggest decline is in refinancing. Refinance activity is down 8.42% from last quarter and down 50% from a year ago. Purchase originations are down 3% from last quarter. I'm hearing reports of predictions of a housing bubble, and of a major real estate correction. But I'm not seeing any of those signs as of yet. We can come to the conclusion that there are several real estate markets. There's no doubt in my mind that the availability of credit is a major factor in demand and a major factor in asset price appreciation. And this is something we're going to continue to examine very closely as we're starting to see signs of what looks like changing market conditions. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day.